Once again, we come this morning to worship our God. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. Good morning, Grand Rising. I'm coming to you this morning, November the 6th, Sunday, in the year 2022, with our morning Psalm 145. I'll read verses 1 through 5. I will extol you, my God and my King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day, I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall lord your works to another and shall declare you your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. Amen and Ashe. I just read Psalms 145, verses 1 through 5. And this is the word of God for the people of God. And we will give thanks be to God for his word. Ishe Olua Kole Bajeo. What God has created, no one can destroy. 
what God has created, no one can destroy. I say, Alafia, Lord, my God, creator, cherisher, and sustainer of this world, you are so graceful and so merciful. And today I give you thanks and praise. Thanks and praise for waking us all up this morning. Thanks and praise for letting us journey here safely. Thanks and praise for the breath of life. We're able to breathe that air freely. It pumps the blood through our bodies, keeping our hearts beating steady and strong, and we give you thanks and praise. But most of all, we give you thanks and praise for sweet black Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer. I ask you this morning to just bless this house, bless Dr. Slaughter, the leader of this house, our senior servant. May he come this morning with a powerful message for us all. Bless the ministers. Bless the ministry. Bless our musicians. And bless our choir. Bless all those who found it not robbery this morning to get up and come in so we can give thanks and praise and worship to our God. I ask for blessings and healing protection to Jehovah Rapha God. As we call out the names on our prayer list every day, just bless them. Cover them with the blood of sweet black Jesus from top to their heads to the bottom of their feet. And this in all blessings, I ask in the mighty majestic name of your son, sweet black Jesus, our, our savior, our redeemer, our healer, our king, the one who walks with us because he is our friend. And it's for his sake, when I end this prayer, I say amen, 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 amen. and amen. Ashe! 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 I 
Achei, achei. Achei, achei. Greetings. <laughs> ashe alafia ni alafia ni adupe fung alafia ashe ashe ashe. This part of the worship service we call Bimbe. What Bimbe is is an invitation. It's an invitation to you, to God, and to our ancestors. Ashe. You see, when you forget your ancestors, what you're doing is blocking your blessings. So we always show reverence to the ancestors because it's their shoulders we stand upon. So I say to you on this day, from my heart, with open, we welcome you.
Hallelujah! 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 And the Bible says, and the children shall lead them. It was so good to watch those children dance. Yeah! Follow that example. Let us dance for the Lord. Let us not be embarrassed. Let us not hold back. But let us proudly dance and let God know that we offer our bodies for worship because that's all we have. We offer our bodies for worship because that is all we have. What? Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock. That's my rock. That's my rock. That's what I stand on. I stand on the rock of Jesus. That's my solid foundation. Amen. You may be seated if you can. Hallelujah. Our gospel reading will come from Matthew 20. Starting at verse 9 to verse 16. We read it responsibly, which means there's a leader who will read. I'll read the red. Then you all will follow in the green, and we will read the black together. Ashe. Ashe. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? Do you all together? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The word of God for the people of God. Ah, Shay. 
Boy, isn't that a lesson for us Christians? I've been a Christian for 45 years. How can you say that man right there who only been a Christian for a month gets the same salvation I get? Come on. Because uh, that's what it's about, right? You know, I've been, doing, I've been in the church forever serving you, Lord. How I should have a better heaven than the rest of them. <laughs> but what God is saying is that I am generous. Just come to me. Anytime you want to come, I'm here to receive you. Ashe. Ashe. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God. Lord, we thank you for, we thank you, God, for showing up. We thank you, God, for being in our presence, God. We thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit in this space, Lord. And we ask you, God, that you would continue, Lord, that you would grow, Lord, that you would show yourself, Lord, and, and, and move inside us and be inside us, Lord, that we can, we, we can bask in your glory, Lord, yeah. that we can praise you, God, that we can jump, Lord, and, and be reminded, Lord, of how great you are and how yeah. great you have been, Lord, and how great you're going to be, Lord. Oh, God, we just call on you right now, Lord. We invite you right now, Lord. Because if there was a, ever a time that we needed you, Lord, it's right now and right here, God. And so, God, we call on you, Lord, and we praise you, and we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And now, our guiding ideals, which will be led by our own beautiful Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah Slaughter. Good morning. Good morning. All right. We'll be going over the principles of my heart first. Um, this is, I'll say the word, you repeat it after me, and then I'll give a brief definition of what that means to us. All right. All right. Truth. Truth. Truth is the absence of lies, falsehoods, and fakery. It is the presence of honest, open communication among the mighty and the holy people of God. Justice. Justice. Justice is when the people who need the most help get the most help. Order. Order. Orders acting with the aim of honoring the agreed upon norms and the best practices that we have identified is helpful to the flourishing of our people. Harmony. Harmony. Harmony is maintaining the legacy and creativity of being able to be your I'm sorry, y'all, but being being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly expressing yourself as part of the group. Different notes blended to create beautiful sound. Amen. All right, righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness is right thoughts, right actions resulting in right relationality among others who are striving to be relationship with divinity. All right, balance. Balance. Balance is living a robust life tempered by where curiosity and satisfaction are mediated by moderation and circumspection. And lastly, we have reciprocity. Reciprocity. Reciprocity is understanding that giving, planting, and serving results in receiving harvest and reaping in every aspect of people activity. All right, good job, everybody. Let's get a hand clap on that one. That was great. Now we're going to move forward to the virtues of my eye. And we'll say these together on the count of three. One, two, three. Control of thoughts. Control of actions. Devotion to one's purpose. Faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth. Faith in myself to assimilate the truth. Faith in myself to will the truth. 
freedom from resentment under persecution, freedom from resentment under wrong, ability to distinguish right from wrong, ability to distinguish real from unreal. Thank you guys. And now um, we'll have Molly come and help us with the Nguzo Saba. Let's give another hand clap of praise for the words we just heard. Appreciate you, Mari. All right, now it is time for the Nguzo Saba Seven Principles. I would say the Swahili word first. You repeat it after me. I will say the English verse. You repeat English verse. You repeat it after me, and we'll read the stanzas together. Is that okay? All right. Umoja, Umoja, unity to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kuji Chagulia, Kuji Chagulia, self determination to define ourselves, name ourselves create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima, Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our communities and make our sisters and brothers' problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujoma, Ujoma, cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Nia, Nia, purpose to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kaumba, Kaumba, creativity to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Let's bring it home, Imani, Imani, faith to believe with all our hearts and our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Y'all can give a hand clap of praise for that. Amen. that you come into this space. Bless the precious ones in here. May you cover them, their families, and their homes. Direct them, guide them in a way that you see fit so that they may have a sense of compass, that they will not be persuaded or interrupted in their, in their tasks, on their daily lives, and in their sleeps. We ask that you bless the senior servant and also bless his precious one that help him from the food pantry, from his ministry and the music and from all over in that 
we do not know or do not see that work in the behalf of this ministry. We ask, Lord, with our broken and sometimes our disrupted minds, we ask, Lord, that you give us the strength. Only you know our true strength. Yeah. Only you know our true selves. Only you know our uninterrupted version of this so-called life that we live in. We yet do not know the time or the place, but we do know we serve something that is greater come on, come on, and something that will sustain and something that will breathe and something that will give us life as we see fit. And we try to do it all in your name and your sake and your son, the sweet, the black, some call him the Christ. In your heavenly father's name we pray, amen. Everybody, mic up, please. Oh, oh I, love you. I love you. Turn that mic up, man. I worship, I worship. I worship and adore you. Wanna tell you. Want to tell you.
I can't hear me. I can't hear me. Can y'all hear me? Well, good for y'all. I can't hear me. <laughs> and it's a great day to be alive. Say so. Say God bless each and every one of you today, I pray. Thank God for giving us another opportunity. It sounded a little funny. It sounded funny, Quay. I got a ring. Got a ring. Um, and give me, yeah, yeah, there we go. Chris be up, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it's offering time. <laughs> and I thank every one of you for always being so faithful in your participation and, and sharing. Um, we share what you share with us. I'm still ringing, Quay. We share what you share with us, with others. Um, I wanted to share this story with you on Friday nights, Friday evenings here at the Beloved Community. A new ministry has begun. It's, uh, it's called Help, Help, Help. Friday Pittsburgh Paycheck in a AA meetings. I so we the brothers and sisters meet downstairs Friday at 5:30. Do you know what happens every Friday at 5:30 if you got a real alcohol or crack problem? You get all your money to the dope man. The paycheck. The whole thing. What this ministry is doing is intervening in that. Getting in the middle of that disrupting that and I thought that was I think it's just so powerful that that's when you decided to have it when y'all planned to have it it makes a lot of sense but one of the brothers who brought the idea to us said that he had been to almost every church in the community dressed up in his suit and tie and took his literature and information about Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous and went to each one of the churches in the community and everybody shot him down. And he said, then he came to see us and we opened the doors wide. That's why the beloved community is important. That's why I need you to, to help us to help uh, to make a difference in the lives of the people of this community. I want you to go to dollar sign, the beloved community. That's dollar sign, T-H-E-B-E-L-O-V-E-D-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y-Y. -Y. Because we love you. Because we love you, show enough do, and we gonna use whatever you give us to make sure that we continue to offer ministries that enhance the lives of the people of our community. We serve and we worship. We are serving our people while worshiping our God. And we thank God for giving us that vision in this house. Now, I want everybody, if you will, to stand to your feet. There's a 
bucket that's wrapped in African cloth right here at the front. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. If you got legs, I want you to stand up on them, please, and prepare to share. Because we can't do what we do unless you share with us. So I uh, want you to look to your ushers. They will direct you how to come and what to do. I would just know we got to have you in order to do what we do. Your best offering is what we is what we ask for. But look here, I want you to do it if you ain't blessed. Only stand and only share if you know you've been blessed. Alright? No pressure. <laughs> Cut your phone. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Usher's ushing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that are ushers ushering. Good job. Worshippers are worshiping. Good job. Choir is now about to bless us with another selection. Y'all, this group works very hard. Yeah, they do. And they, they meet and they practice and they work so that they might be able to perfect their offering of worship unto God. And so if you would, please, ladies and gentlemen, sisters and brothers, put your hands together and receive the Below Community Orchestra and corral under the direction of Brother Leon Amos. Put your hands together real big, if you don't mind for them.
and let your joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord. Join in a song with sweet accord. And thus around the throne and thus around the throne. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upwards to Zion, that beautiful city of God. Let those who refuse to sing, who never knew our God, but children of the heavenly king but children of the heavenly king may speak their joys unknown may speak their joys abroad Oh, we're marching, marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. Oh, we're marching upward to Zion. That beautiful, that beautiful city, city of, of God. Back in Arkansas, we used to say it like this. We said, we're marching, we're marching up to... It's so beautiful, that beautiful city of God. Said we're marching, we're marching, we're marching up to. It's so beautiful, that beautiful city of Oh, we're marching, we're marching up to Zion, up to. It's so beautiful, that beautiful city. Of God said, We're marching. Oh, Lord, we're marching. It's a beautiful, it's so 
beautiful, glorious, that wonderful, oh, victorious, oh, we're marching that beautiful city of God. Miss Miss Jane Collins and Geraldine Anderson and Miss Dottie Duncan and Miss Osi World. Those were the women in the choir when I grew up. I still know their names. They used to sing that on Sunday morning. Oh, uh, y'all! I I just want to thank you for for being present today. I want to share with you from the passage of scripture, which is the lectionary reading for today. Uh, actually, Isaiah, the Old Testament reading, Isaiah 3 and 12 is the verse of concentration. And it's a lot of scripture that I got to deal with and work through on this sermon. And this is some disturbing, these are some disturbing words. Actually, and I was actually like, you know, ruminating over just how it is that you might hear and receive these words. Isaiah, yeah, and I need you to, to, to look at it and I need you to let me, I need you to let me read it to you. Chapter three, yeah. Um, I need you just to, to hear this. Hear what it says. I'm going to start reading. Let's just say it. Verse 9. I'm, or no, verse 8. Listen to what it says. Just listen, listen. For Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen. Because their speech and their deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. The look on their faces bears witness against them. They proclaim their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them. For they have brought evil on themselves. Tell the innocent how fortunate they are, for they shall eat the fruit of their labors. Woe to the guilty how unfortunate they are, for what their hands have done shall be done to them. My people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Oh, my people, your leaders mislead you and confuse the course of your path. The Lord rises to argue his case. He stands to judge the peoples. The Lord enters into judgment with the elders and princes of his people. It is you who have devoured the vineyard, the elders and the princes. The spoil of the poor is in your house. What do you mean by crushing my people, by grinding the face of the poor, says the Lord God of hosts? Verse 16, the Lord said, listen at this, and this is wild. The Lord said, because the daughters of Zion are haughty and walk with outstretched necks, glancing wantonly with their eyes, mincing along as they go, tinkling 
with their feet. The Lord will afflict with scabs the heads of the daughters of Zion. And the Lord will lay bare their secret parts. In the day, in that day, the Lord will take away the finery of the anklets, the headbands, the pendants, the bracelets and the scarves, the headdresses, the armlets, the sashes, the perfume boxes and the amulets, the signet rings and nose rings, the festal robes, the mantles, the cloaks and the handbags, the garments of gauze, the linen garments, the turbans and the veils. Instead of perfume, there will be a stench. Instead of a sash, a rope. Instead of well-set hair, baldness. And instead of a rich robe, a binding of sackcloth, instead of beauty, shame. Your men shall fall by the sword, and your warriors in battle, and her gates shall lament and mourn, ravaged. She shall sit upon the ground. Seven women, chapter 4, verse 1, shall take hold of one man in that day, saying, we will eat our own bread and wear our own clothes. Just let us be called by your name. Take away our disgrace. Hmm. On that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land shall be the pride and glory of the survival, survivors of Israel. I'm going to stop right there, man. I want to talk about what I've decided to call the situation. The situation. And I'm going to kind of try to speed preach this because it's, it's a lot, okay? I'm going to try to do it and do it as quickly as possible. And I hate to have long sermons on the first Sunday, but hell, this is what I got. That was what the lectionary said, preach, and I'm preaching it. I'm sure that everyone who is listening to me at this moment would agree that our community is currently experiencing more than our share of problems, yes? That there exists a cadre of haters who are always ready and willing to publicly and privately berate, denigrate, and belittle black people. There are those who sing anthems of anathema about our people, our ways, our heritage, and our culture. Tucker Carlson and the Fox News zombies, Kanye West, Candace Owens, Uncle Tom, I mean Uncle Clarence Thomas, John McWhorter, and other white and black white supremacists already harmonize a symphony of worthless words with reference to what is wrong with African-American people. Far be it from me to join the chorus and bring up the fact that black young men are killing each other as if it was going out of style. And black people are hating on each other as if it is the new style. I'm not going to be the one to point out the fact that we are still going out of our way to give white folks our hard-earned money and judging black businesses to be somehow inferior to white establishments and thus unworthy of our patronage. I ain't going to talk about it. And, and while black spending power has reached a record $1.6 trillion, at the same time, black people's Wealth as a group has declined by 14%. What that means is that it's a few folks at the top 
that are getting richer and richer and the people at the bottom are getting poorer and poorer. And, and if that was not enough, we find ourselves being pushed like pawns into a meaningless argument over which operative in blackface treated his woman the worse. Both pulling a gun on your wife and using a car to run over your wife's foot constitutes shameful and violent behavior and disqualifies you from providing leadership for our people. We can do better than that. But as long as we allow whites to pick who represents us with their dirty money, we will be in the situation. They got us turning against other black people because they say something too fly for a Negro to say about a white person in public. They got us turning against other black people who say what's on their mind, who speak their mind. And they make us turn against them instead of us turning against them. <laughs> they got the game going down. That's the situation. And for the record, the so-called Jews ain't nothing but white folks who practice white supremacy just like other white folks. But we are deluded into believing that there is a difference between whites. They all exploit, aggress against, gaslight, undermine, and murder the spirits of black people in the name of white supremacy. Or they benefit from our unfortunate situation. They all stick together. There is no difference between them. These white people who, to, who refer to themselves as Jews ain't nowhere to be found in the biblical text. They have merely hijacked the public consciousness with outright lies, theological half-truths, economic deception, and racist pseudo-scholarship. So you won't never, ever catch me saying anything like Negroes and flies I do despise. I love black people, especially black people who are obviously mentally ill and being misled. You ain't going to never, ever catch me saying Negroes ain't nothing. I don't fool with black people. If you white, you all right. If you're brown, stick around. If you're black, get back. These sayings may be viewed as funny colloquialisms by some, but from a psychological, sociological, and theological perspective, it is apparent that our situation ain't funny at all. And yet, and yet we laugh at that which is painful, hurtful, and born out of hatred and a dismissal of the greatness and the perfection of our God. For us to accept that any part of humanity is worth less or worth less than another is to suggest that God's creation is faulty, incomplete, and somehow lacking. Let us be clear, however, that the people who are deemed to be worthless are classified as such because they have less. And I submit to you that this tendency toward class-based valuation of people is as divisive and injurious to our community as is racism. Well, 
think I understand why white folks hate black people. Well, I think it's because of the fear of genetic annihilation. So I think I understand that. What I'm encountering difficulty in attempting to understand is why we hate each other so much. That's what I'm struggling with. Why do black people hate each other so much? When I consider these questions from a purely rational perspective, I begin to understand that white folks and black people hate black people for the same reason. We have been seduced into believing that we are in competition with each other as opposed to being in competition with our enemies. They got us thinking that we supposed to be competing with each other for their favor. That's, that's, that, that's the game. That's the game they run on you at work. You know it can't be nothing but one Negro who gonna be they Negro and they got all y'all competing to see who gonna be they Negro. Snitching on each other. Snitching on each other and going home and can't even sleep. Cause you know you're wrong. (laughs) Ah! Those who have been able to please white people entertain them with their artistic brilliance to excite them with their physical superiority dexterity and prowess those who amaze them with their effortless creativity competence and calculative genius those who make them feel comfortable with their adeptness at code switching and slick brown nosing think that they are better because they have been rewarded by their enemies for stepping over their own people That's why I didn't want to talk about it because I knew you weren't going to like it. Charles Barkley told y'all, man, I got a price. I I joined the Klan. I support the Klan if they pay me enough. That Negro put a price on his own head. But at the same time, he put a price on yours. How did we become us and them? Because we poor and and they think they better than us uh, because they have more stuff and more status. I was in the the car riding from up. I did a workshop up in Perimeter. I usually don't never go up that way. I ain't using my gas for that. I ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing. I ain't got. They Goodwill store ain't no better than the Goodwill store on Metro. That's the only place I'm shopping anyway. On the way back, I got caught in traffic. Huh. It was a Rolls Royce, the kind of those, the, oh, the suicide doors, right next to me. And do you know? That while this person was in the Rolls Royce and I was in a truck, we both were stuck in traffic at the same time. The Rolls Royce, it didn't raise up, it didn't fly. 
it didn't move around. It didn't have any kind of special equipment that allowed it to get out of the traffic. He had to sit in the traffic just like I did. And, it, and I thought about it. Well, damn. That means it don't really make no difference what kind of car I drive. As it relates to me trying to get to where I'm trying to go. <laughs> How did we become us and them among each other? How did this obsession with class, money, stain, and status come about? How did human beings' value become a matter of how much wealth they can accumulate, what kind of money they get and where they get it from, how much education you have, what kind of house you live in and where it's located, how long your chain is or how big your medallion is or how your wrist drips? Oh, my sister and my brethren, I am convinced that this tendency towards separating ourselves one from the other is a deceptive trick of Satan designed to dilute our power as a people. And these satanic tricks are used by those who classify themselves as elders, rulers, bosses, politicians, administrators, the princes of the people, prosperity preachers, the high class, or the leadership. Read this text with me. The text suggests that it is the fault of leaders of the people. It says the leaders have misled you. Misled us down a path of destruction in this current situation. It appears to this preacher that the book of Isaiah, particularly the first four chapters, attempts to ask and answer the very same questions that I find myself asking as I consider the actions of certain black people, particularly a certain black district attorney who is trampling over the First Amendment rights of certain young black men in this city. Just because you accuse me of a crime and I wrote a, and I wrote a song you don't get to lock me up because of my art. You don't lock. You don't go work, go lock up a, a Tarantino, and a, a, a thousand people get killed in the first three minutes of his movie. How come our art is real and white folks' art comes from their imagination? And why do we go for that? Why do we allow them to criminalize us? Kyrie Irving didn't do nothing but post a link to a video. Ain't say nothing but being accused of anti-Semitism. And here go Negroes. Well, you know, he should have been quiet. He, they writing the check. He need to get somewhere and be quiet because they, they writing the check. <laughs> Listen. The author of Isaiah begins in chapter 1 by invoking the voice of God. The text reveals God's displeasure with God's people saying, an ox knows its owner, a donkey knows its master, but Israel does not know me. God said, my people don't understand. My people don't understand what's going on. 
God accuses certain people in the community of being corrupt and refuses their offerings and sacrifices because their hands are covered with blood. The nature of their offense is made more clear in chapter in the chapter beginning of verse 6 where the leaders are cited for abandoning their own people and being filled with influences from outside their own community. The text says it. Verse chapter 1 round verse 6 it says you have forsaken the ways of your people. You have forsaken the ways of your people. Saying further that they Clasp hands. They strike bargains with foreigners. I mean, they do business with the enemy. We give a Negro a high five and say, you're doing good if you can go over there and get that money from them white folks. And we see them. Clasp hands with them, shake hands with them, and give them the black man dap. Just for the money. And we say it's okay if you sell out as long as you sell out for enough money. <sighs> Text declares you forsaken the ways of your people. Saying further, you clasp hands, you strike bargains and do business with the enemy. The fact that they have plenty of money like Jay-Z and LeBron, they are filled with silver and gold and there is no end to their treasures. <clears throat> and not only that, Isaiah says that they are not worshiping God anyway, but rather they worship the work of their own hands. They are proud and lofty in their worship of their silver and gold. And by the time we make it to chapter three, God is declaring that both supply and support Divine resources and heavenly help is going to be withdrawn from them. And it says, their children will rule over them. You scared to go to the yellow store. I go because I'm strapped, but you scared to go. <clears throat> you scared to go because you scared of your own children. You scared of young black men. Say your children gonna rule over you. Yeah, when crack was introduced to our, cause crack ain't no, ain't the kind of uh, job, crack salesman ain't really the kind of job an old dude need to get into. So it was naturally a, a field of, of, of opportunity that was taken over by the youth. They would be the corner boys. They would run and get that money. <laughs> and grandmama, grandmama took that dining room set that that boy got from being out in them streets. Grandmama didn't say nothing. I know, I don't know what that boy doing, but I showed like this, this 65 inch color TV. We say it's all right whatever you do if you're doing it for money. It don't make no difference you're killing your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, them. Because you're getting paid. It's okay. We understand. 
It's all right that you jump up and dunk a basketball all ways possible so that you can make white folks be impressed at how high you jump. Every Negro in the hood damn near can dunk. White folks the one can't jump. They wanted to get excited about you jumping. <laughs> Everybody shoot ball in the hood. Because <laughs> you sing in a way that makes them feel comforted. Because you rap about killing your own people and don't never rap about killing them. Do you see? Do you see? And they want to shut me and everybody else up who will speak our truth while at the same time saying we live in a country that is governed by the rule of law and the first damn amendment say I can say whatever I want to say whenever I get ready to whoever I want to say it to. Let me, let me get back to the paper and her up. The prophet declares in verse number five of chapter three that the people will turn against each other, old against young, neighbor versus neighbor, brother against brother. Isaiah says that the speech and actions of Judah and Jerusalem are against the Lord and rebel, and they rebel against God's glorious presence, causing me to wonder, how did we get in that? internally divided, spiritually disjointed, and disconnected situation. How did it happen? A sociological reading of the text reveals a removal of the hand of God in the life of the people of God and a general reversal of business as usual. I believe that God places God's hands on God's people, and I believe that God removes God's hands. I believe there's a season when we walk in favor, and I believe there's a season where we don't walk in favor because of our disobedience as a people. I believe that. That's what this text is suggesting. Look, there was a time when black people and God was like this right here. I'm talking about in this country, even after we were enslaved. One day we was enslaved, and the next day we walked off the plantation. If God didn't do that, and what happened is, is that our people understood that here we are. We are a part of this Bible. We are a part of this text. God did it right in front of us, right before our eyes. But we asked this question in Bible study last Thursday night. When is the last time that God did something big for black people? And we ask ourselves that question. When is the last time that God did something big for us? Well, when is the last time that we were unified together around a particular instance? Around a particular instance? Around a particular issue? When is the last time we was excited about something other than voting for Barack Obama who didn't give us nothing? Made us feel better. Made us have a little pride for a few years. And made white folks madder than they ever been. So that we've been dealing for dealing with the, the fallout for the last 10 years since he's been gone.
a shift occurred. And those who had been the subjects of marginalization and oppression were now placed in positions of control. It's the same thing that happened to our community. It used to be the people who were most upstanding, those who were most educated, those who, who had the heart of the people at the center of their lives. Those were the people who we chose to be our leaders. Now we choose who got the most money. Whoever got the most money, that's who in charge of us. Right? That's our leaders. That's who we look up to. We look up to whoever got the most money. Do you see the problem with that? Listen, listen. I'm, I'm going to hurry up. Uh, a shift occurred. And perhaps it's just my strangely prophetic understanding of the text. But it seems to me the black America is in the exact same situation right now. A shift has occurred. And we're no longer really walking under, under the hand. We're kind of out here by ourselves right now. Last week I wasn't here. I was in, Ar in Arkansas setting the headstone for the patriarch and matriarch of our family, mom and pop, Kirkendall. And... Our theme for the weekend was, we all we got. We had to remind each other that we had to get over the petty arguments that keep us separated. That we had to get past those small little petty things that cause us to be angry with each other and to distrust each other. We all we got. There was a time when all black folks were bunched up in the same class. Second. Second class. Slave. Subservient. And women and children was up under that. Now there are nine black billionaires. Nine black billionaires out of the 2,755 billionaires in the world. Now that six companies out of the Fortune 500 have a black CEO, CEO. Now that a few black people who was already on top have become a little richer, we have mistakenly assumed that we have risen in status as a people. No, them Negroes have risen in status. We as a people have declined in status while a few Negroes have risen in status. The truth of the business is that any elevation or ascension that the black woman or man has experienced has been at the hand of Almighty God. God alone has lifted us up while our enemies are continually chopping us off at the knees. This is the situation, shouted. Oh, my God, the text reveals the source of our suffering and division beginning with verse number 12 of chapter number 3 where the prophet cries out, Oh, my people, 
They which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the ways of thy path. That's what it says in the King James Version. Another translation says, Oh, my people, those who guide you lead you astray and confuse the direction of your paths. In other words, the word says your leadership has led you astray. Those who you have picked to lead you have led you astray. Your president and his administration has led you into an economic recession wherein the inflation rate is at its highest since it's been in the Reagan era. Your local politicians have led you astray by legislating the destabilization of historically black neighborhoods, displacing the poor to pad the pockets of the rich developers and the well-to-do real estate executives. Your preachers have led you astray by preaching a fake prosperity gospel informed by white supremacist theology causing our people to believe you ain't blessed unless you have money and you buy expensive stuff. Oh, my people, those who guide you have led you astray. And God will not sit idly by while so-called upper-class Negroes talking grimy to regular sisters and brothers because we exhibit the symptoms of poverty. The text says that the Lord will enter into judgment against those who willfully oppress the poor and places the blame where it rightly belongs. God says it's you, the affluent, the politically connected, the baller style, big shot who has devoured the vineyard. The plunder of the poor is in your house. God says you have robbed the community and the evidence is in your house. You've taken your education and abandon the community. You've taken your abilities and used them to build somebody else's wealth. You've taken your wealth and invested it in their community instead of your own, and then talk about how messed up your community is. You've taken your light and hid it under a bushel. The wealth of knowledge that God allowed you to gain has been taken, exploited, perverted, and used as false evidence of your own sense of superiority over those who refuse to lose themselves in the white fantasy of supremacy. And so God in verse 15 asks the big shot executive a question. What do you mean by crushing my people? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the poor? And then if you follow in the text, something interesting happens at verse 16. <sighs> the text says, beginning at verse 16, that the Lord shifts from the ball and brothers to the rich king, queen pen sisters who look down their fake lashes at the sisters and brothers of meager means. The text says, beginning in verse 16, the Lord says, the women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes, strutting along with swaying hips, with ornaments jingling from their ankles. Therefore, the Lord will bring sores on the heads of the women of Zion. The Lord will make their scalps bald. Verse 18, 
In that day, the Lord will snatch away their finery, the bangles, the headbands, the crescent necklaces, the earrings, the bracelets, and the veils, the headdresses, and the anklets, and the sashes, the perfume bottles, and the charms, the signet rings, the nose rings, the fine robes, and the capes, and the cloaks, the purses, the mirrors, the linen garments, and the tiaras, and the shawls. Instead of fragrance, there will be a stench. Instead of a sash, a rope. Instead of well-dressed hair, baldness. Instead of fine clothing, sackcloth. Instead of beauty, branding. Your men will fall by the sword. Your warriors in battle. The gates of Zion will lament and mourn. Destitute, she will sit on the ground. And chapter 3 ends with judgment, pain, suffering, and sorrow similar to the situation that our people are in right now. Chapter 4 begins with a restructuring. It says, all of your men being killed. All of your men are being killed. Right? You suffering, and your men are being killed. So there's a new restructuring of the marital and social arrangement between sisters and brothers that is offered here in chapter number four. It says, in that day, seven women will take hold of one man and say, we will eat our own food and provide our own clothes. Only let us be called by your name. It's at times are getting so tough that sisters need brothers to cover them. But we too busy knocking off each other. You go to a club and the club filled with beautiful women and all you can figure out to do is want to fight <laughs> a dude. <laughs> what in the world is going on? What in the world? Take away our disgrace. <clears throat> and in the midst of the desperation of the moment, Isaiah proclaims, in that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. And the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of the survivors of Israel. Those who are left in Zion, who remain in Jerusalem, will be called holy. And all who are recorded among the living in Jerusalem will be called holy. The Lord will wash away the filth of the women of Zion. He will cleanse the blood stains from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. Yeah, huh. 
then the Lord will create over all of Mount Zion and over everything and over those who assemble there will be a cloud of smoke in the daytime and a flaming fire by night over everything and there will be a canopy and it will be a shelter and a shade from the heat of the day and a refuge and hiding space from the storm and the rain. Oh, my beautiful sisters and my strong brothers, I must admit that the situation is desperate. But God specializes in intervening on behalf of our people at the height of the intensity of our suffering. A promise was made to those who have the inclination to assemble. A promise was made to those who were a part of the community who had made up their minds that they would gather and worship the Lord. A promise was made and verse number five declares that God will create a covering of smoke and fire to protect God's people from the inclement moments in our journey toward glory. We might be in a bad situation, but the good news is that God can cover us. We might be in a messed up situation, but the Lord has promised to cover those who make up their minds that they're going to assemble, gather and worship in the midst of unbelief. So if you're in this room, you're under the cover, no matter where you might be. If you're worshiping God, you're under the canopy, you're under the coverage, and whatever may befall, whoever is on the outside of the covering, they got to work that out with their master. But I serve a God, and I serve no man, because I serve God, because I serve no man, because you serve the Lord, and you refuse to serve man, the God that you serve has promised to keep you 
shall cover you uh, so that you uh, will be able to stand in these last and evil days. I don't know about you, but I made up my mind that I'm going to serve the Lord until I die. Make no difference what my enemies might say. Make no difference how they try to silence me. Make no difference how they tell me to be quiet. I'm going to preach this gospel. I'm going to tell this truth. There's no more prayers in my body. I'm going to stand when others decide to sit. I'm going to talk when they say be quiet. I'm going to holler when they say calm down because I serve a God. I trust my God to protect and to cover. Is there anybody here who trust in God right here and right now to cover you in the midst of your enemies. You need to be covered. All state can't do it. Geico can't do it. State Farm can't do it. But I serve a God who's able. to cover you. Won't God do it? Shout yes. Ain't God able? Say yeah. Won't God fix it? Shout yes. Say yeah. Shout yes. Say yeah. Shout yes. Yeah. I holler cause the devil don't like it. I holler, I holler because the devil don't like it. I raise my voice when they tell me to be quiet. God is on our side. I stand with God against my enemies. Is there anybody standing on the promises of God? Won't God fix it? Thank God able. Somebody shout yes. Say yeah. Shout yeah. Yeah. I know the devil don't like it. That's why I do it. There are traditions that we can't allow them to bully us out of. 
People who ain't got no spirit hate people who got spirit. They scared of us and they ought to be. You ought to be scared of somebody who can get a prayer through. <laughs> you ought to be afraid of somebody who will tell you the truth. In a world that's telling you lies. Oh, is open. We are for Christ. Great I am, that I am, yeah. 
communion I see y'all watching y'all want to have communion with us give me thumbs up or something y'all let me know let's get interactive y'all online y'all want to have communion with us I see you I see you give me a thumbs up or something if you want yeah I see you okay we got some yeses I got plenty of thumbs up so y'all can have communion with us we'll do it together come on sister Keisha you, you ready for communion today come on here come on here Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to have some communion. Hallelujah. I love communion. That was the thing about the COVID, man, that I, that really hurt. Boy, the beloved man, you know, Mariah, she sent me a video from, I think it was February of 2019. It was standing room only in this in this room. I mean, it was somebody on every pew, every seat on the side. And boy, we had communion, and all of us was drinking out the same cup, Jesus, and we was wilding out up in this mug. <laughs> well, nobody even think of doing that anymore. Things have changed. But the text that we read said that those of us who assemble can rest assured that we're under a canopy, an academy, a canopy of smoke that will place protection between us and the heat, the heat that comes on us as we continue to struggle. It says, also send us protection against the storm and the rain by placing a flaming fire in the evening times of our life to catch us in the midst of the storms to protect us when the rain beats upon our vessels thank God for God's word it's hard and it ain't fair but it says what it says those who lead us have been indicted. And it's important yeah. for us to pay attention when we hear truth. Yeah. Let us pray. 
Lord God, thank you for this moment that we are that we are experiencing. I pray that you would bless your people as we prepare to share these elements during this the chief ritual of our experience as black Christian people. So be with us. Give us focus and allow us to be transformed by what we experience in these next moments. I pray it in the name of sweet black Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
saying what we saying, man, but I'm telling you, all you have to do is look at that picture of takeoff laying in a pool of blood in a bowling alley in Houston. I know it was the blood. Blood is shed. When innocent blood is shed, Heaven is moved. God is moved when innocent blood is shed. And just because you young and black and got long hair and got some money don't mean that you deserve to die. Just because you write poems and rap them and they happen to contain information about what it is that your people are experiencing in their neighborhoods that does not mean that you should be killed. And we got black people that are participating in undermining our youth and at the same time talking about they don't know what's wrong with them. When you turn against your children, they should turn against you. When you turn against them, they ought to turn against you. At least you might as well expect for it to happen. 
Oh uh, yeah, I mean that. I know that's why I know it was the blood. Uh, everybody got elements in their hand. Pull back the, the cellophane. Pull out that wafer. That's that's the bread. The bread. And let us pray. Lord God, we pray that you would bless this cracker, this wafer that represents the broken body of our Lord and Savior. Lord, forgive us that the bread ain't brown, but that's something we're going to fix going forward. Because a white cracker really don't look like your body. And we got to pay attention to every symbol. So God, we pray that you would bless it like it ought to be blessed. So that it would bring strength and courage and unity to our people. Let us eat together. Likewise, he took the cup after supper. Might as well pour all this in there. They, don't, don't trip, though. You know they, they getting the most of it back in the back. I just get a little bit. From it. I just get a cup. They got the whole rest of the bottle back there. You know, Jesus and them, man, they had fun. They ate and they drank together. But it was a tough time that they were eating and drinking during. They knew he was about to be murdered. He was about to be executed. Everybody knew it in the room, right? And we don't know which one of us ain't going to make it back next week and what the circumstances might be. We clear that we are vulnerable and we're unprotected, that our own people prey on us, that our enemies prey on us, that they making us sick, making us ill, feeding us garbage, and hurting us with every word they say. Every time they undermine our humanity. So when we drink this cup, we do so memorializing not only sweet black Jesus who was executed on a hill called Calvary, but we memorialize Trayvon Martin and we memorialize Emmett Till and we remember Sandra Bland and we, we remember uh, my Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and uh, Ahmaud Arbery. We remember them because their blood meant something and means something and innocent blood moves heaven. Let us drink together. Ain't nothing left. I killed that, brother. The Yellowstone open round, Neto. Now I may say that almost all things are cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. Thank God for you, for your presence. And uh, Dominique, it's glad to, I'm glad to see you. I ain't seen you in a long time. 
in long, long time. You all right? She's been going around the country healing people. Y'all put your hands together for Dominique. She, she, a, she, a, she a healer. She be blessing the people. Everybody else okay? Everybody all right? Y'all please forgive me for going so long this, this week. Say, wasn't that? We got a visitor. Well, praise God for the visitor. Where are our visitor? Thank you. Thank you for I like I like you, sis. You, was, you came with it. You, you brought your worship with you. Thank you. To everybody, thank God for these children that are here today. You know what? I you know what? I like it when kids be moving around and I like it. Don't y'all come back anytime. Bring the children and let them just roll in the flow. Yeah, because that's what we because if you ain't got because if, if you gonna bring children to church while they babies, they ain't gonna know how to come when they get grown. They need to get something and feel something. That's the only reason. Let's see that nigga over there. I know he don't look like he coming to church, but yeah, he, he here. <laughs> only reason he here cause I cause I brought him. I made him go all his life. So now he kind of on cruise control. He kind of mm. show up. Thank God for, I need to say this. I don't say this often, but thank God for my children and my, my family, my wife. I don't know where she is, but. And, uh, y'all, yeah, uh, it was about a couple of months ago, and uh, Leon was, was upset with the choir, and he, was, he wasn't feeling everything, and he said, I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> I say, they just feel like you family. Cause you family. And family, man, we had to figure out a way to stick together through whatever we experience. Y'all are family. We are family. We do things. We just did something that only family ought to do with each other, which is share this meal. We eat and we drink together. So I thank God for this experience. Um, let's see. Vote. 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 How many folks already voted? Y'all are, y'all, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty. Okay, already voted. We got a family tradition. We vote on election day. And we always all go together. And we haven't missed, we haven't missed an election. We ain't missed an election in 10, 12 years, man. And, uh, we'll be going on, uh, this week. Tuesday to vote together. I encourage you to take your family with you. You know, on the city piece, we ain't got much to to choose from. And yeah, we really ain't got much to choose from in no race. Because it seems like only a certain kind of people want to be in charge. And that's just so happen to be people who don't have people's best interest at heart. We're going to pray to God that God will start moving on the hearts of people who love people to represent us instead of instead of those who love money just representing us. And maybe we'll see a change. All right, November the 8th, Tuesday, November the 8th. The polls open at seven in the morning, they close at seven at night. Uh, for rides to the poll, if you don't have a ride to the polls, go to uh, call 678-457-8, thank you, 8808, because <laughs> I sure can't see it. After one o'clock. <laughs>
after one o'clock. Call 678-457-8808. And uh, you know, call up here to the church and we'll give you the number or whatever, whatever. Uh, thank those of you who worship with us online. We love you. God bless you. And those in the room, why don't y'all make some noise and thank our members who are in faraway places but yet worship with us every Sunday. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. The words are on the screen in front of you and behind you. Thank God for our deacons, choir, good sisters and brothers who make up the beloved community family. Food pantry is wide open. Make sure you go down and get a 30 pound box of food. All right, make sure you do it. It's our duty, it's our duty to fight. For our freedom, it's our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chain. One, two, uh, 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 uh. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It is our duty to win. We must love and support each other. Each other. Nothing to lose, yeah. It's our duty to win. Yeah, yeah. We gotta love and support each other. Yeah. We got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. Lord God, we thank you for this day, <laughs> for everything that we've experienced. We're in a situation, but you got us covered, so we thank you. We ask your blessings on everything that we have done and on your people as we leave this place. Protect us and bless us as we go to and fro on the highways and on the streets. Thank you, we bless you, we love you, and we ask every name. In the name that's above every name, sweet black Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our Redeemer, our Deliverer, our Healer, and our soon coming King. And for his sake we pray, amen, amen, amen. Ashe, 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 I reach your hand up high in the sky and pull down a handful of power and shout Harambe, Harambe, Harambe. That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we will 